0: Suncast is brought to you by Sungrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar.
1: So really, my role is to help our organizations think strategically and then really working with our partners to help us really understand how to both look at workforce development solutions to ensure that we're creating equitable pathways. So not just doing programs, but actually looking holistically of how we can help our industry partners really get the type of talent and really stay on the cutting edge of getting great talented individuals, but also thinking about the equity, which is making sure that those underrepresented communities, which have always been forgotten in this place, actually get an opportunity to be able to get migrated.
0: Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of clean tech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in, and welcome to our tribe. Hey, welcome. This is Tactical Tuesday. Solar Warrior, it's so good to see you. If you're new here, welcome in. And I just want to let you know that these Tactical Tuesdays are practical advice to give you guidance along your career energy journey or the business that you're building. We want to help equip you here on Suncast. And as such, we go deep with subject matter experts on topics as diverse as ESG and workforce development and what's happening across the energy storage landscape. In fact, We touched on most of those topics and more recently when we were live at our Power Up Live stage in Boston at RE Plus Northeast. So sometimes we replay our live recordings from the field so that you can enjoy them here if you didn't have a chance to visit with us on site. This is one such recording from our time in Boston. I hope that you will enjoy it. And if you like this kind of content, you're in the right place, especially if you've not listened to any of our nearly 700 other Suncast episodes with clean energy leaders on the front lines of the energy transition. You can find it all at mindsuncast.com. For now, let's get ready to tune up your skills, Solar Warrior. This is straight from our Power Up Live stage at RE Plus Northeast. We are here live in Boston at the 2024 RE Plus Northeast Conference. We're kicking things off on, with a conversation on workforce development. I'm joined by Barry Reeves, the Vice President of DEI and J and Workforce Development at the NACEC, which is the Northeast Clean Energy Coalition. Is it Council? C- Council. Yeah. Clean Energy Council. Barry, it's good to see you. Same here. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, man. The the conversation around workforce development and around diversity, equity, inclusion are they continue to evolve. I think that's a good way to say it. Yeah. I think that. You know, since since 2020, we've seen uh, to the to to the great benefit of our industry, mm-hmm. an awareness and awakening of a need for diversity that having been in the industry personally for 18 years is welcome. But also um, it's it's a there's been a fresh wind. Um, I you know, when I first got in the industry, there wasn't a, a DEI conversation. There wasn't right. a DEIJ or really a workforce development uh, vice president of any organization. No. no, no. <laughs> Barry, can you just give me a sense of the role that you play at NECEC as the vice president for diversity, equity, and inclusion? So really my role is to help our organizations think think strategically
1: and then really working with our partners to help us really understand how to both look at workforce development solutions to ensure Mm. that we're creating equitable pathways. So not just, just doing programs, but actually looking holistically of how we can help our industry partners really get the type of talent and really stay on the cutting edge of getting great talented individuals, but also thinking about the equity, which is making sure that those underrepresented communities, which have always been forgotten in this place, actually get an opportunity to be able to get migrated. And so I really work a lot with our state partners, our nonprofit organizations, our industry partners, educational partners, 40 educational partners with the NECEC over 300 plus members, wow. and then state and local partners from Maine all the way down to New York yeah. to really think about holistically what solutions can we have while thinking about bringing diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice. And we want to make sure we understand justice Indeed. in this space
0: as well. For those who are unfamiliar, there's a spectrum of organizations, nonprofits that work in this space, and uh, you know most folks are aware of the state level and certainly the national CEA organization. How does an organization like NECEC fit? in that spectrum and who do you serve? When you say members, wh- who exactly is categorized there?
1: So one of the things that, about the Northeast Seal and the Energy Council is that we are one of the only bodies, uh, industry trade groups, that actually represents the entirety of the sector. Okay, So we go everything from offshore wind to energy efficiency and solar, the s- EV storage, residential geothermal, it's getting there, right? <laughs> well, and so we, we are that one connective thread in yeah. the industry that really looks at holistically policy, innovation, municipal work, um, obviously workforce development and what I lead, as well as making sure that that connective thread, which is so important to bring us out of silos to really help us think about holistic solutions. And so that's why our partnership with the SEI, and I'm working with the chief diversity officer of the SEIA, to really think about how we can better diversify the industry, the solar industry
0: itself. You mentioned underrepresented communities. I'd love if you could unpack what it means when you refer to underrepresented communities and what are some of the key initiatives that you've undertaken in uh, your role at NACEC to serve underrepresented communities
1: so uh, underrepresented communities really are communities who are left who have been historically underrepresented or left out of the organization obviously African Americans Latinos uh Asian Americans Native Americans those communities that generally look get overlooked as a really focused population um, what happened that the biden administration really got out to the justice 40 yep. to really ensure that that funding and money really got to those communities that have always been historically overlooked by the industry. You go back to the 2008 uh, tech boom where you saw a rise of tech, but you didn't see the diversity that was supposed to be there that followed with it. So we want to make sure that we're prioritizing those communities as a key indicator for us to know that we're doing the right thing when it comes to our programs and policies. I'll leverage one company in our organization, NextCamp, up in Lawrence, who yeah. is doing an amazing job with integrating equity and inclusion principles to that community yeah. by giving opportunities for individuals to become members of their organization as a solar company, but also looking at how to bring residential solutions in that community that's always been historically underrepresented as a part of the EJ community.
0: Hey, if you're looking for a way to maximize the ROI for your next utility project, I would like to point you to SunGrow's new SG-4400 modular inverter. This new innovative solution will reduce capital and operating expenses because it arrives already on a skid with a step-up transformer. It's built using four 1100kW modules so that if one of them fails, well, the other three keep powering right on through as the DC and AC protection are completely separate between the modules. You can learn more about this fantastic new product and more at mysuncast.com forward slash sungrow. What I love about the the inclusiveness of even the terminology is it can represent uh, the Native American communities. Yes. It can represent underrepresented um, minorities, but also underrepresented neighborhoods yes. in different towns. Also think about economically. Yep, economically. Because you
1: also forget a lot of times when we're thinking about Clean op- energy opportunities and workforce development. Yeah. We forget the rural communities who yeah, are right. just as integral as a part of diversity and inclusion. But diversity and inclusion also has age, it's gender, okay. it's it's all these different factors. It's. People from the military It's yep. uh, it's, uh, it's disabled individuals It's LGBTQ plus yep. It's a whole big umbrella Of diversity and inclusion That isn't just focused on color yeah. It's the broad umbrella Of people Individuals in different lifestyles And different circumstances That is so integral In making us A more better Diversity yeah. has always been proven Yeah That it's not just uh, A nice thing to do But it's been st- it's st- You know Data Look at the data Diverse companies Actually outperform Non-diverse companies
0: Yeah I, d- There's data around uh female leadership and diverse leadership yeah absolutely well it it we can paint the a a rosy picture and look through rose colored glasses that we're we're thankful that this is happening but the reality is that integration of the concept of deij has had like the industry its ups and downs could you explain some of the challenges that you've faced and that your your partner organizations or member organizations have faced with really integrating the concept of a diverse workforce.
1: Well, the, the challenge is being is not that we don't understand the importance; it's the understanding of how.
0: Yeah, like
1: you just can't say we want to. We want to be diversified, and mm-hmm. there's a strategy behind it. I've encouraged a lot of our member companies to think not think of DEIJ as a strategic imperative. Yeah. It is so important for your organizational principles yeah. to stay forward of the cutting edge when it comes to being able to compete on a global market. And so diversity isn't just once again, and I'm old enough to be in this industry and be a part of diversity and inclusion Well we're doing affinity yeah. and, 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 Af- and uh, affirmative action program, right. we're trying to get just one person. Yeah. And really what we're trying to talk about is that mm. how can you make your organization think differently, see differently, bring a different perspective of ideals and and understanding of different backgrounds to make your organization so much better to make sure that you can stay in the front, can be productive while creating opportunities for all. Yeah,
0: I think it's really important to move beyond the checklist. Yes. Right. Um, You mentioned Nextamp. Are there other examples of member organizations uh, that represent really giving community a seat at the table, so to speak. I'll point out a couple, couple of different
1: ones. So number one, I'm super, I'm super proud of teams like Eversource and National Grid yep. who are really thinking Utilities. holistically and I love their partnership that we work with them where they are really thinking about how do we create programming to really bring in more pipeline. And so yep. they're doing uh, leadership development where they're going to elementary schools and yep. other representative communities to give them understanding around energy concepts and energy. We're working with uh, uh, National Grid where we're saying, okay, look, how can we create solutions? Snyder Electric, going out there and creating more opportunities for contracting who are underrepresented uh, to make sure that they have an opportunity there. I'll point out also um, Hydro, Hydro Quebec coming down and not really thinking about what they can do, but how can they serve the community? We went; they were doing a project in Brooklyn and they created an opportunity where they created a laundry services for this community. Okay. That went there. And they came to set with us and they're just going out to the community. And their key thought was, let me just listen. Yeah. And they wanted to hear from the community how could they serve better? And so organizations like that who really are not just trying to say, Hey, let's just hire a couple of black people or a couple of, you know, Asian or Latin meal. How can we get, uh, be a part of the community? And we try to encourage organizations to not just go to the community, but be a part, be committed to that community, invest in that community, get your team outside their core wh- walls into that community to really understand how to really be connected to that community. Because historically, a lot of unders- underserved populations don't trust outside individuals. And so you really have, we really want companies to really get after making sure they are in relationship with those communities. Yeah.
0: In a world where lots of solar technology providers seem to blend together and have little differentiation, it truly is necessary that you are able to dig deeper, get more resources and tools, and have more breadth of opportunity to learn and share with your core partners. Trina Solar is leaning in to the many requests for the Trina Hub, The new global partner portal dedicated to giving partner training courses and certifications, as well as a full asset library of pre-built and co-branded marketing resources for channel support. I'd like to encourage you to try Trina Hub for yourself. See how it helps grow your solar business and develop or enhance your digital marketing ecosystem. Learn more and sign up today at mysuncast.com forward slash Trina. Hey, pardon the interruption, but I wanted to just let you know how much of an impact you have on Suncast. Yeah, you, thank you for clicking play. Without you, this show is just me shouting into the void. But there's still people who don't even know about Suncast. I know, I can hardly believe it myself. <laughs> but that's where you can help me yet again. There's a simple way that you can show. Some love and help others discover the show. If you cruise over to www.ratethispodcast.com forward slash suncast, I'd love it if you would leave a five-star rating and enthusiastic review. That's possibly the single kindest thing that you could do for me today. So if the show has helped, inspired, or even entertained you at all, I'd love it if you would head over to ratethispodcast.com forward slash Suncast. And give me a virtual two thumbs up. All right, back to today's episode. As we wrap up, I have one question that I think is in the back of my mind that the industry, solar, renewables, clean energy broadly to to scale, to get to the point where it feels like it's becoming ubiquitous, has relied a lot on policy. You mentioned the Justice 40 and the Biden administration's enormous support placed on diversity, equity, inclusion. How do you position the concept of policy as a key driver? Or are there any other juxtapositions that you would pose to how we can help companies really understand and also support this DEIJ integration into the workforce and process. Well, I'm going to push back on the policy thing. Policy yep.
1: actually plays a huge role because it sets some conditions for us. Yeah. But the real thing is leadership. Ah. It's really it's CEOs and executive directors and organizational heads who really are not just trying to hire a diversity and inclusion chief like myself. we really saying, How I'm going to lead this effort. I'm going to make sure that my organization not just puts a slogan on the website and tries to tout numbers, but saying, how are we going to make our organization more diverse? diverse? Meaning organizational practices, inclusive meetings, uh, effective recruiting strategies, talent management, promotion. All these things are not just HR topics. These are strategic imperatives. What kind of outcomes do we want to have to make sure that we're not doing? So if I could say to leaders, look, you have to lead. like You have to really lead this effort because it's not just something that you can pass the buck on or think that you can get a chief diversity officer or a diversity specialist to think that you can make it happen. You personally have to be the catalyst in your leadership team and your executive leadership team. And this has to filter all the way down to the lowest level of person in your organization. If not, your efforts are going to fail. So I just want to encourage you to really think and be a champion for DEI, think or think strategically about your diversity and inclusion efforts, and then really put your money where your mouth is, both in time and investment and capital. So that way you can actually create diverse organizations, organizations that are more inclusive, and organizations that are creating real equality and equity in the industry itself. And so hopefully we can do that as a part of this conversation with the SIA and the larger
0: uh, clean economy as, we, as, a, as a large. Well, Barry, I have learned a great deal, but I know that there's even more that NECEC is doing for the industry. If folks here in the Northeast or even in other regions that want to look at what you're doing as a model, if they want to connect with you or find resources, could you give them a few breadcrumbs of how to find you, how to connect? Well, definitely go to our website, the NECEC.com. Um,
1: and making sure that you can get out there, but also reach out. I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Barry Reeves. Please reach out to me. I'm always happy to reach out. Reeves at NECEC.org. and making sure that you can actually reach out to me. And we're working on a lot of different development projects. And then we also have consulting services and other things. But listen, our organization is more than just, uh, consulting and DEIJ, yeah. a strong innovation team, a strong policy team. If I can mention Clean Tech Open. which sits up on our umbrella, is the largest and oldest startup,
0: clean tech startup. So NECC started Clean Tech Open? They sit up on our umbrella. Is that right? Yes. I did not know that. And so we
1: partnered with MIT Brown and Columbia and Dartmouth to try to get under I want to say this because it's super important. Yeah. That this year's cohort, right, out of the 44, 66% of them, were underserved individuals, Amazing. meaning they were diverse individuals, both women wow. and under because we are really saying that we're going to put our money where our mouth is and take court the effort. Yes. So I'm really proud of Beth Zonis and the team over there at Clean Tech Open and Alistair Pym and the cool. innovation team who are really trying to get out to that. And Very our president, cool. Joe Curtatone, he really pushes us to be a a learning and growing organization. A, he sets a a, a a culture of curiosity. Oh, cool! So, meaning we don't ever get resting on laurels. Oh, yeah. That we're always trying to get after it. And so, this is why we think the NECEC is so well positioned working with the labor. We partner with the IBEWs. We 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 just we're just I, I love our organization. <laughs> I think it's amazing. It's a, so glad proud to be here.
0: Barry Reeves is the vice president of DEIJ and workforce development for NECEC. If you didn't know, now you know, please check out their website and do more inside your organization. If you don't know how, reach out to Barry. Reach out to us. Thank you for joining us here live at the Power Up Live stage brought to you by CPS Americas and Solus Inverter. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back in a few with our next interview. I hope that you got a lot out of that conversation and If you are looking for more of these, if you don't want to wait until the next one that we publish in the podcast and you're listening in audio format, I encourage you to jump over to our YouTube channel where we've published the conversations that we had live at our Power Up Live stage in Boston. And I would love for you to check it out and the many other wonderful video format of these podcast interviews that we've published on YouTube. You can search at Suncast Media on YouTube. It's easy to find If you're looking for any of the resources from any of the shows that we feature here on Suncast, you can go to mysuncast.com and click on the episode notes, and you'll find all of our links to the guests for each episode, as well as research that we use to help us prepare for that conversation, just like today. I want to thank the sponsors because they help make sure this show is free to you each and every week. The only thing you've got to pay is your attention, and I'm so grateful we still have it. You can go to mysuncast.com forward slash sponsor and find out more about the wonderful companies who help bring Suncast to you free each and every week. That's also how you could find out ways you could partner with us to reach thousands of Solar Warriors and Clean Tech Champions twice a week, just like they do. And if you're going to be at RE+, Southeast or Mid-Atlantic, or if you think we should do a Power Up Live stage at one of our of the other regional shows, well, reach out to me. And let's have a conversation. If you'd like to sponsor one of these stages, that also is something that I would love to talk to you about. In the meantime, remember you are what you listen to. Thanks again for showing up, Solo Warrior. It's half the battle.